This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good evening, Delaware Valley. As we roll into what is Eagles weekend and we all get ready uh, for a big night tomorrow night down at the Link J Dock. We've got a great show tonight, a big announcement, a big guest in the studio uh, as well, but I welcome you in on this Eagle Green weekend in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, nice to be back here live in the studio. Sorry, Joe, is there something exciting going on in the weekend or uh, tomorrow in, in, in uh, South Philly? Um, absolutely fantastic. You know, I was listening to the fight song there at last night. I think it was on one of the news stations. I don't know if you guys saw it, but somebody spelled the Eagles wrong. Finally, it happened on, on TV, live TV, but yeah, it couldn't be more excited. Great way to kick off the weekend. Obviously, got a uh, great show. This is a massive uh, initiative for us. It's the introduction to the Affiliate Work Jobs Initiative. Um, uh, Saturday nights here on on the, uh, the Philly Labor Radio Show. We're going to be. It's going to be a hub for showcasing everything jobs right. in the Delaware Valley. All right. Well, all good stuff and a great lineup of guests, including Councilman at Large David O. We'll bring him uh, into the conversation uh, in just a moment. Let's set the table a little bit, Jay Docs, but spend thirty to sixty seconds on outlining the table of what the initiative uh, is, what it means. We want to become a hub for showcasing uh, everything about jobs, jobs, jobs uh, in the Delaware Valley. That's what the station promo was on all week on this radio station. That's what the focus is going to be all about. This is a key element into our expansion into the labor force. Saturday night uh, with Philly Labor typically organized labor, expanding into the labor force. Pat Iding always says we don't care only about those with a collective bargaining agreement. We, um, we're we going to prove it here on the show. We're going to be pairing employers with job seekers to a live segments featuring the top people in a plethora of industries, HR professionals, headhunters, recruiters, apprentice coordinators, employers. We're going to be providing connections, job availabilities. We're going to be hosting job fairs and doing special segments with the top professionals in the industry, networking events, the whole gamut. Gee, J-Doc, I never heard you talk that. Well, I've been working on this all week, Joe. It's, it's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries. We're powered by Pond Lahaki, the workers' compensation law firm. We're fueled by our good friend Jim Stevenson at Chapman Ford up in the great Northeast. Get to know uh, Jim Stevenson at 215-698-7000. And we're supported by the Senesta Hotel, where in two weeks we'll have our month.
monthly roundtable uh, with all of our labor leaders. All of that uh, coming up. In studio tonight, we're going to introduce you to Mike Ferraro, who's the president of Bridging the Gap. Mike, a good Saturday evening to you. Thanks for being here. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here tonight. Nice to have you here. We'll introduce our listening audience to Mike uh, as we roll on. And also Joe Robinson, who is the mentoring coordinator uh, at the Pennsylvania Prison Society. Uh, he's sporting a beautiful temple sweater, uh, and he's in studio tonight. Joe, welcome into the studio as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, good stuff. And we'll bring Joe into the conversation uh, as well. Plus, later on, from the Plumbers Local 690, uh, John Quirk will join us uh, as well. Right now, let's get the councilman at large, David O., who weighs in uh, on the hotline. Not in the studio tonight, but somehow, wherever he is, I imagine he's feeling or listening to the Eagle Fight song uh, as he gets ready himself. David, uh, a good Saturday evening, sir. How are you? Hey, doing great, and uh, good Saturday evening to all of you. Great to have you, David, and and, and certainly uh, on a, on a festive weekend here. Yeah, hopefully it, it, yes. it ends as well as it starts. Uh, one thing you know, we're talking about our jobs initiative, and you and I sat down the you know earlier, the earlier part of this week, and 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 uh, I laid it out to you. Uh, the yeah. one question I want to ask you as a public mm-hmm. official. Um, what priority is jobs in putting Philadelphia Philadelphians to work? What 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 priority is that to you? Oh, that that that's in the top three. Uh, one uh, being safe, having your life and your health. Two, uh, jobs. You have to be an employed or have opportunities uh, to uh, to be an entrepreneur um, to have not only your life but a livelihood and a future and a dream uh, and number three of course we have to make sure that people are prepared uh, for that and they can put all those together to have a good quality life and uh, live the American dream and so jobs is right up there on top now we, we talked about uh, you know during the week several the, the key elements in in the jobs program uh, being you know the small business community uh, partnering with them obviously a large portion of our city and our, and our nation you know is employed by small businesses and so uh, that's a big key military veterans jobs putting uh, mm-hmm. our vets to work which I know is near and dear to you second chance job opportunities for individuals that are re-entering society union jobs uh you know for individuals that want to get in the workforce in the union workforce uh tell me tell me give me let's start off with the um the small business initiative you and i had a long conversation about that tell me your thoughts on it and and your opinions on, on where we can go with it well, I think that's really fantastic. I mean, first of all, what you laid out for me, you know, number one, congratulations. Number two, thank you so much. I mean, basically, you're doing something really, really new, cutting some new ground, uh, combining radio, multimedia opportunities to reach out to folks um, like never before, coordinate that with, as you said, uh, you know, the uh, the job fairs. But, yeah, basically targeting, going beyond um, those high-skilled union jobs. You need apprenticeship. So important to have those skills. But, yes, going out to the professional area, going out to uh, entry-level jobs, uh, focusing on veterans, persons, uh, as you say, second chance. You really say first chance, I know. But yes. but all those type of things, just the, 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 the broad depth of making sure – that you're touching all kind of corners of uh, what people need in order to be employed. When you talk about small business, yes, that's about you know 60% of uh, who is employed, either if they're employing themselves or employing others, which in many cases, that's what's happening, or subcontracting or contracting out to other vendors. And so your success um, 
in in other endeavors uh, indicate to me a very good opportunity whereby, you know, talking to employers, uh, small business employers, uh, and and preparing for them um, the type of uh, candidates that they can choose from, uh, making sure that everybody knows what they're getting into, uh, they're qualified, those type of things. I think um, that is really a big part of of people getting real jobs. And what I mean is, um, as much as people have goodwill, uh, there could be so many candidates. But if at the end of the day, all those candidates end up not getting the job, then they then then the whole process, you know, is very discouraging. And so, what you're doing with the radio and your initiatives, and working with all kinds of folks, myself included, to make sure that what you're doing is effective, I think, is really outstanding. Councilman David O. joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210, uh, WPHT. Councilman O. Before we let you go on a busy Saturday night, uh, let me yeah. ask you what the end result potentially will be. When when you start an initiative, I think it's important to see the end. I think it's important to define success uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, you're a savvy guy. You've been around the space a long, long time. Uh, as you look at the end, um, how do you project success with an initiative like this? Well, I think it, it, we look at the real numbers. In other words, we know that there are uh, qualified people who uh, can do a great job, but they are having trouble connecting. They, they could be uh, skilled people or people with credentials, or they could be entry-level folks or someone with a, ta- a talent or a knack, uh, let's say, at uh, you know uh, at cooking or baking, um, any of the, those type of things. And there's an employer looking for them. They're just having a lot of trouble connecting. And so for those that are able to work, looking for work, and those employers are looking for the right person, I think what we're going to measure this by are how many people uh, are going to end up uh, getting jobs through this process. And, you know, um, I, I know you're, you're at an event, and I know you have to go, and I want to, you know, we were mm-hmm. so excited to, to, to work with you on this initiative. But one of the things that we're excited about, as well as uh, providing and exposing job opportunities that people would normally not get, is providing the small businesses with the opportunity, an HR component where we can bring in potential uh, job applicants and job uh, recipients that they normally wouldn't see either. So we're yeah. hoping to provide value on both sides. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the keys because basically, um, you know, I think uh, there are a lot of um, small business, uh, they would like to hire someone from right near their small business, uh, someone from the neighborhood, but they cannot tell who is that person who shows up on time, uh, really wants to do a good job, uh, isn't late, um, doesn't get upset when they're told they're doing something wrong. Uh, and they're not they're not able to weed them out. Um, exactly. and uh, and there's many reasons for that. Sometimes those employers uh, are from different uh, uh, nationalities or ethnicities. Sometimes English isn't their first language. They're not sure how to penetrate the uh, you know those folks who are looking for jobs. And I think uh, this effort to really identify for them, here are people uh, that meet your expectations. You know, of course, you're going to have to teach them. Uh, they're going to be worth worth it because they're good workers. And so that process, I think, is very promising because that has what that's where the failure has been: getting the average person who doesn't have great uh, skills or a college degree or a PhD uh, a good job to start and then, and a future to build upon.
Councilman David O. weighing in tonight here on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Councilman, as we say goodnight to you on a Saturday night, uh, we will use the platform of this very powerful radio station to drive yeah. this initiative, and we appreciate you coming on the program tonight. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and keep up the good work. Thank you, David. All right, good stuff from Councilman David O. Joining us here uh, to kick off uh, what is going to be a great initiative here uh, on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT when we come back after our first commercial break. Mike Ferraro, who's the president of Bridging the Gap, is in studio. Joe Robinson, mentoring coordinator at Pennsylvania Prison Society. Both in studio, both part of the conversation when we come back. I, I was in a place in my life where I, I had tried to go to college right out of high school. I've always aspired to be a Marine since the age of 11 when I first saw that inspiring commercial. Um, I joined the Army, um, enlisted as a combat medic, uh, two tours of duty to Iraq. By being a resident and also serving in the military for one year, I became a citizen. At first it's nerve-wracking because for me, it's fact, I don't know about other veterans, but I didn't want to talk about my service to people who wouldn't necessarily understand it. I'm the only veteran that a significant number of my college friends know. I'm the only veteran that a lot of people in my hometown know. There is a military-civilian divide, and it's everyone's issue. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's a very special Saturday uh, in Philadelphia. It's a very special weekend in Philadelphia uh, as the Eagles get ready to play uh, the Vikings in that championship game tomorrow night uh, at Lincoln Financial Field. We've got our own developments here tonight, Jay Doc, with the announcement of our initiative all about jobs, jobs, jobs. And our, our guest in studio, Mike Ferrar, is joining us. I'll give you the opportunity to set the table uh, with Mike. But you heard those audio cues, those little audio vignettes coming out uh, as a transition into Mike Ferraro uh, who's specializing uh, in the world of veterans and that's why he's in studio with us tonight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, part of our, our affiliate work jobs initiative um, you know, we're spanning the uh, the gamut here in, in in job opportunities with our job initiative, and one of the priorities uh, is is jobs for veterans. And Joe, you, I know I know it's uh, near and dear to your heart, and and certainly when you and I were talking about it, you, you I, I asked you, and I didn't really know how much you know experience you had, and you said, no, I I, I know a guy. And his name's Mike Ferraro. <laughs> I know a guy, right. man. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> and, and, that's good, Mike. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, and I said that to, to Mike when I, I had the pleasure to meet him in person um, this week. And so uh, he specializes in job opportunities for veterans. I've got a ton of stuff. I'm going to introduce him right now. Mike Ferraro, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here tonight. It's great to have you. I want to welcome you aboard because you're going to be co-hosting the segment with us, uh, the job segment, and uh, on a on a monthly, if not weekly, basis. And uh, First of all, tell us about yourself and bridging the gap. Sure. So I spent 32 years in the military, the United States Air Force, both on the active duty and reserve side. And I had the opportunity to serve with some amazing people, uh, men and women and officers and enlisted, even civilians as well who supported us. Just fantastic. So patriotic, so so gung-ho to support our country. It was really amazing for me to have that opportunity. And um, as far and, and bridging the gap, um, obviously, you know, an initiative that you've been, you know, you've been in that arena for yes. a long time. Tell me where yeah. that. Tell us a little bit about bridging the gap, and sure. tell us, a, you know, where it came from. So, so two years ago, we started bridging the gap for veterans, and so we help active duty, guard, reserve, retirees, veterans, spouses, dependents, 
those veterans who are struggling to find a job. And we put together a career tactics program that provides them the opportunity to learn about how to find a job, how to fireproof their resume, how to use an Ignite strategy. Ignite's an acronym, but how to use an Ignite strategy to get a door open with these phenomenal veteran-friendly employers by speed interviewing. So our capstone is be able to train them, teach them how to fish, teach them how to get a career, and then they go live five to seven minutes with about a a dozen or so companies. And we do this every month, several times a month, and people are getting jobs that way. They're getting second and third interviews, and they're getting job offers. And this is right here, right outside of Philadelphia. We we host it right at the joint base at McGuire Dix Lakehurst, and we're growing. We're growing around the, in the tri-state area, and and so we want to make a difference. And so we're a nonprofit, and so we have access to the military community. We know how they work, and so we have military career coaches that help support this. Right here on this radio station, Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT, a huge, huge, heavy supporter uh, of the military, very actively involved with the USO. The radio station has a uh, their first radiothon coming up in the month of February uh, for uh, the USO. Mike, you get it, you understand it. Listening uh, in our listening audience tonight, perhaps veterans out there who never heard uh, of bridging the gap. What are some initial bullet points that you would say uh, to them when you first have a conversation with them? Well, the first thing is I find out where they're struggling at, you know, what what kind of problems they're having getting a door open because people are applying online on all these job boards and job sure. postings. They're not getting responses back. We are chief door openers. We can get the door open for them to get that interview, whether that's going through their HR or some other way to get into the military fraternity to get into that company, or they come and, and attend our program several times a month so they can meet these employers who are hiring. They want to hire a military. This is not just to show the flag. They want to bring in a veteran. They see the value of that veteran being on board because they know they're drug-free, they're, they're dedicated, they're going to be there on time, if not early, and they're going to work the long hours and put the time in to make, make be successful. And just a quick follow-up on that, you would say, <clears throat> I would say emphatically, I don't know if you would say it emphatically, but the key being getting the door open, opening the door, connecting the two individuals, connecting the veteran to the decision-maker. Yes, yes, I 100% agree. That, that's really the key thing. We can't give them the job, but we can get them that relationship where they can get that chance to have that conversation. And that conversation lasts anywhere from five to seven minutes. And that's enough time to say, you know something? I want you to come back to our headquarters next week, and we're going to follow up this, this conversation in a second interview. Yeah, Mike, where did you... Where did you come up with that? What led you to this passion? So for me, over the years, being a, e, a command E9, a command chief master sergeant in the, in the Air Force, I, I had the opportunity to work for some phenomenal Americans, as I mentioned. And they would always come up to me and say, can you, can you get this door open for me? I'm trying to go meet this one person in this one organization. And I did. And so now I transpose that to say, well, I could do this in the career side as well, because I use the military community, the fraternity that's out there. I use LinkedIn a lot, a lot of our grassroots you know, programs through the American Legion and, and through the VFWs and all those organizations, even Department of Labor, the American Job Centers and, and One Stops, to, to use that fraternity to get the door open. And, and so I said, you know, I can, I can make a difference. And that's what I wanted to be, a difference maker, a light worker, to be able to help somebody get a career. Mike Ferraro is visiting with us uh, in the studio and his part of our job initiative, Jobs, 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 here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. It's one of those initiatives that when we sat down and started 
started planning J-Doc 2018, this was number one uh, on the list for Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. I know it was top three with Councilman David O, but he's got a whole uh, myriad of things, responsibilities. Uh, responsibilities that comes with it. But our focus uh, using Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor is going to be focused and zeroed in uh, on this jobs initiative. And Mike, it's great to listen and to hear, uh, and I hope our audience gets a real chance at least tonight to understand the start or the scope of what you can do. Oh, absolutely. You know, we have a website, bridgingthegap.vet, and, and they can go there. They can register with us, and we'll help them. We call back. We work with them. We engage with them. We help them with their resumes. There's no charge. You know, we, we're there. We're a 501c3. We get sponsors to help us through this, but those sponsors come out every single month and are hiring hiring and that's what's most important absolutely and, and and the amazing thing is that when you go on the job websites there's a lot of standard stuff you know you, you know the standard protocols that, that that employers are looking for but you can't measure heart you can't measure determination and specific types of experience and uh certainly you know those types of things it can't be explained you know sometimes in a resume that doesn't show that the individual uh, you know went to Penn or, or Harvard uh, but this individual ha could have a ton of value yeah well Joe you know interesting enough is when we have our class our top gun career transition program some of these people don't have a resume with them and and so they'll just have a conversation and what did you do in the military explain a little bit about yourself what what do you think you're you know in the situation or leadership role what was your Best characteristic, you know, that you, what was your most success you had? Those kinds of questions get answered well, as a conversation, and that's what they need. It's sometimes hard for me, um, Michael, to believe or to understand when you evaluate the training that goes into becoming a, a member of the military. And you you look at the principles, and you look at the rules, and you look at how they're built and how they're structured. Um, it's almost hard to understand why it's tough for them to get employed. So, so there's a paradigm shift, meaning that um, some of the employers don't really understand the value of a veteran. So an HR professional or a hiring manager who's never worked with the military community before doesn't understand really what they bring in. They think everyone carries a gun. They think everyone is taking a hill or flying a jet. They don't realize 90% of the military is transferable skills from whether it's IT or leadership or supply chain management or some of the medical. There's a whole bunch of skill sets that can be transferred without any problem. Absolutely. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to uh, working with Mike on the chance segment uh, that we're, you know, uh, we have an opportunity. We're going to develop this and it's going to be a big part of what we do where we, we offer individuals and Joe Robinson, you know, you, I think you'll also be interested in this where we offer individuals who, who may not get ordinarily have gotten an opportunity, a chance at a, a job with an employer, um, you know, somebody who, who maybe has been down on their luck, but truly has qualities and really wants it, but you can't see it in the, in, on that piece of paper. And so Mike, I'm really looking forward to developing that together and making it a huge part of what we do. Absolutely. And then also the follow-up. So not only giving that person a chance, but also then the follow-up to see how that person did and where they are the next month later. Absolutely. Mike Ferraro in studio with us. Michael, give me the the the, uh, the website again is bridgingthegap.vet. 
dot v- vet bridging the gap uh, dot vet if you uh, are if you don't know Mike Ferrar or get to know Mike Ferrar we're glad he's in studio uh, tonight we're appreciative that he's going to be part uh, of this initiative and J Doc we're just getting started well, th- listen this is our introduction show it, this is uh, you know we're gonna uh, couldn't it's a huge initiative you and I have been working real hard listen Pat Iding says it best you know Pat Iding says we don't only care about individuals with a collective bargaining agreement that means only the people that are protected by a union we care about all individuals and listen the way to get somebody out of poverty a job oh, by the way we're also gonna be talking about executive jobs professional jobs I mean listen in the, one thing that unions enjoy is the opportunity to be protected and have opportunity especially in the building trades you you know one building ends another one starts you you you're you could be a great professional a college degree the whole thing but when that you know, so that company closes you're on your own we're going to be fighting for those individuals too, coming up with executive type of uh initiatives it's going to be fantastic mike ferraro bridging the gap dot vet Yes, thank you. Get to know Mike. Thanks for being in the studio. Hope you'll stay with us for the rest of the show uh, tonight. And look forward to having you back uh, here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Coming up top of the hour, 8 o'clock, Dan Loney takes you into the night. Topic of conversation, the shutdown. He'll do all of that tonight between 8 and 11. We'll take a break when we come back. Joe Robinson. Sport in a temple sweater. We bring him into the dialogue when we come back. Regardless of their zip code, regardless of their race or ethnicity, um, I just left. I just left the Jesus School this morning and looked at all those young kids that really will have an opportunity to step into the Amazon space with the right resources and the right re- and the right time and effort. It's given to them. Philadelphia is still on that uh, top list of cities being considered uh, by Amazon. Welcome back to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, a reminder, programming reminder, next Saturday night here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, we'll be live from the convention center as the auto show kicks off, Jay Doc, and I look forward uh, to uh, doing our show live there uh, one week from tonight, uh, next Saturday. Again, special thanks to Mike Ferraro for coming in the studio and now joe robinson we bring him uh into the conversation joe is the mentoring coordinator at pennsylvania prison society i'll give you the opportunity to set the table uh, for joe but he looks good and dapper in a sweater tonight and I he's a big time eagles fan he loves the temple sweater <laughs> he's singing the fight song all the time <laughs> here, but we bring him into the dialogue joe uh obviously i want to welcome you to the broadcast thank you very much and, and thank you for being here and certainly um part of our initiative um is uh providing sec- for we say second chance opportunities but you and I talking, we're saying something for many people. It's a first chance um, at, at an opportunity in life. And uh, so, first of all, tell us uh, obviously a little bit about yourself and and your job as the mentoring coordinator at the PA Prison Society. Yes, uh, I work at the Pennsylvania Prison Society uh, mentoring coordinator. Uh, we, we go inside the jails uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. SCI Greaterford and SCI Chester. We start preparing these guys for coming home far as helping them with resumes, getting their life skills and stuff together, start making a plan and goals for the things you want to do when you come home. What uh, and, and and certainly um you know somebody's done, you know, listen, they've done their time, they've paid their debt to society. Yes, uh but now they're re- re-entering society and you know you're you're trying to prepare them what types of challenges um that they walk into once they, you know, are no longer incarcerated. Yes. Well, most of the challenges basically is employment. That is a big thing with housing, but it's a domino effect. 
So the first thing is, first is employment. So we have to get these guys some type of jobless employment. Because if they don't have that, they're going back, and we don't need that. Joe, what do you find? Do you find heavy resistance for those individuals who are re-entering society? Or is it reluctance on their part? Which one? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, I think as far as employers trying to help these guys, but the guys also have to help themselves, as I tell them, because you have to have an education also. Education is going to lead to jobs. So as of now, we're working with Harkin College and uh, Mothers in Charge, Miss Dorothy Sprites Johnson. Uh, we're trying to make things happen in that thing. So the first thing, guys do need education also, but we also need jobs, a good start job to get them started, to getting back into society. Now, when, when when somebody is, and this is so important because it affects it, it affects all of us, you know, in 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 our everyday lives. You know, if if individuals can't get re you know re, you know re in, in, invested in in a job and and uh, reengaged in society, um, they're going to end up going back. And that costs, listen, that's a drain on society. And so, you know, we can pay now or pay later. Um, we'd rather uh, give somebody an opportunity. Um, is that really a normal process? So in other words, people come out and, they, you know, they may be sincere in their initiative, but if they don't get the opportunity, you mentioned earlier, they're going back. Yes. But most of the, the guys I've mentor, they most of them, if given the chance, most of them are doing great jobs. Most of the little job contacts I do get, even though I do need much more contacts. Sure, absolutely. Uh, these guys, uh, I've talked to people. They say, I don't know. I don't want to see. I want to know if I, I don't know if I can do this. Sure. And they'll call me back and say, let's get this guy a chance. And they end up being the best employee they have. So and that's that, all they need. And, and uh, you know, and that's a, an tough thing. That, that's a tough thing, Joe, to get some to get somebody to give uh, to give a chance. I think so, I think most people are good people at, in, in spirit and in their soul, but getting them to actually give a chance, that's do you right. find that to be challenging? Yes, that's 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 one of the biggest challenges is is giving the guys a chance, and most of them, when they do get a chance, they make it happen. Now, do you sometimes have to refer? Like in other words, will you talk to an employer and say, "Listen, I, I got a good feeling about this guy." Yeah. Well, I tell them, I say, "Look, I, the guys I know, I'm going to send to you. I I, I I can pretty much put my stake on that they're going to do what they got to do, and most of the time it pans out." the way most of the guys end up being their best employees or they're going to hire permanently and stuff like that now um are are, are individuals that are you know obviously re-entering re society um are, are most of them ready to in other words they're changing one lifestyle to another right. and um are most individuals ready for that opportunity does it uh, you know do you find that 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 if they've been for lack of a better term institutionalized let's just say somebody's been there a long time um do they want to and are they ready to re you know re-enter in the workforce i'd say the majority of the guys i do with are ready depending on the type of type of job in your job skill some guys may get a dishwasher job some guys may uh do lay uh construction it, it depends a lot of guys got skills while they were inside a lot of guys may have forklift drivers hvac certifications osha certifications all these guys do have it but just need a chance 
Joe Robinson is visiting with us in the studio here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Joe is the mentoring coordinator of the Pennsylvania Prison uh, Society and probably finds himself uh, in very challenging conversations, I imagine, in very different conversations uh, based on uh, the individual. There is no uh, formula, and you're not offering miracle pills, are you, Joe? No, I'm not offering miracle pills. It's all, it's all up to the individual and the person. As I, I'm now, we, we do it with the juvenile lifers. I don't know if you about that. The, the law was overturned for all the juvenile lifers to right. come home now. So, And then working with the juvenile lifers, that is a, a big adjustment for a lot of guys because a lot of guys has been away like 30, 40 years. So that's another problem as far as getting these gentlemen jobs. You know, the, the state lets them out. or But... Where did they help? Where are they getting help? When you're when you're in the middle of a conversation because you're dealing with so many different types of people, um, can you do you have an idea? And uh, in, in sometimes when you sit down um, uh, regarding whether somebody um, will have the discipline to be able to you know be regimented in the workforce. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in tune to what because I deal with these guys a lot, so I'm pretty much in tune to what what guys want to make something happen. Do they want to go to school? Do they want a job? Or what things they want to do in life? So I'm pretty much in tune to what they're, yeah, what they're about. You know, uh, organized labor uh, is, is uh, and I was, it's funny because when I was, uh, I got the opportunity to meet Joe and I was doing some research and a lot of the second chance programs were organized labor because, uh, you know, the, the, they're pretty in tune with, you know, individuals that had a, a rough start and they, you know, it's, we, I always say it's not where you start, you know what I mean? It's, it's where you finish. Right. But however, uh, I had an individual uh, and who came up to me one day on Broad Street when I was working outside? And this is and, and he, he. By the way, he's an, an iron worker now. He's an unbelievable guy. And he said, "Listen." He got out of his car. He ran up to me. He didn't know him from Adam. And he said, "I got ten days to get a job. I need an opportunity, or I got to go back." I made a call. It happened to be around the time we were taking apprentice applicants. That guy's been a foreman for us and one of our best guys ever. Okay. And he knows if he's listening right now, he knows who I'm t- talking about. And he's one of my inspirations. So, Joe, let me just say this. We're looking forward to to, to working with you and to, to making you a part of the initiative in that area. It's no uh, problem. Because let me tell you something. It, the one thing that's, that's darn... True, and, and, and Mike Ferraro, there are some of our veterans that, that, that may have come out that have had some issues that are stuck in that uh, situation that, that, that you said you have an affinity to and to, that deserve a second chance. Absolutely. It's all, all walks of life. Yes. Absolutely. So, Joe, I want to, want to thank you so much. No problem. Uh, and, and welcome you aboard. Thank you very much. And next time you come in the studio, Joe. Yes, sir. Uh, you can sport that Temple sweater again. We love it. No it's, problem. It's got a good look. you got a good look. And, and hopefully we'll be, so, we'll be celebrating <laughs> Super Bowl. That's right. <laughs> uh, you get a thumbs up from Dan Loney on the sweater. It's good look. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe Robinson joining us here uh, on the program tonight from the Pennsylvania uh, Prison Society. J-Doc, before we go to break, um, I just want to give you 30 seconds, uh, not 60, but 30, um, to just kind of, uh, kind, of, uh, kind of put a synopsis on what we've been talking about so far. I mean, we are covering a big spectrum uh, across the Delaware Valley with this initiative. Um, we've got the city... Uh, city involved and as you heard from david oh it's one of the priorities for them as well well listen i mean we're like i said we're covering the gamut we're going to work with employers we're going to work in communities uh it's going to be a big part of what our show is all about and in in life everybody deserves an opportunity 
even those individual listen like you like like you said joe i mean everybody's accountable that and, and certainly you've got to be willing to work and get the education and individuals out there that have gotten education uh, also deserve other opportunities you can't control everything so our point is this we want to be a a, a conduit to success uh, in the workplace for all people across our state. All right, all good stuff. Joe Robinson, again, the mentoring coordinator uh, at the Pennsylvania Prison Society in studio with us. We'll get to a commercial break. When we come back after the break in our final segment, uh, we'll have a little bit of a roundtable discussion, plus John Quirk from the Plumbers Local 690. Uh, he's one of the apprentice instructors. He'll join us by phone when we come back. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. Again, special thanks to Mike Ferraro and Joe Robinson in studio uh, with us tonight. Thanks to Councilman David O for calling in. Uh, we're going to uh, check in with John Quirk from Plumbers Local 690 uh, in just a moment. A quick programming reminder two weeks, Jay Doc, uh, from tonight. Two weeks from tonight, we'll have our um, first Labor Leader Roundtable. Uh, we'll be live at the Senesta Hotel. Uh, Ryan Boyer will uh, will reconvene with Ryan and he'll join us. Should be a great uh, kickoff to 2018 with our monthly Labor Leader Roundtable live from the Senesta Hotel. Ryan Boer is going to host that. It's going to be a tribute to Black History Month coming up, so uh, looking forward to that. All right, all good stuff. That coming up in two weeks again. Uh, uh, that coming up in two weeks again. Next week we'll be live uh, at the Auto Show. Let's continue our conversation. Uh, John Quirk, who's the plumbers uh, with Plumbers Local Six Ninety, he's an apprentice uh, instructor, J Doc, and he's going to join us in just a moment. But before we bring him in from the conversation, uh, or bring him into the conversation, I'll give you a chance just to set the table for our audience. Sure. So we're talking about job opportunities. And, and different careers and, and and things like that and uh people are probably you know, obviously we're you know uh, labor labor organized labor is a big part of what we do and what, what a job in the philadelphia building trades offers to those interested in a career and we're going to talk about it with with an apprentice instructor who's on the front lines and it's a, you know john quirk's a good man and they got a great program john we bring you into the conversation and we thank you for taking a moment uh, on a saturday night to join us here on saturday night live with philly labor how you doing, guys? Glad to be here. It's great to have you. Uh, great, you know, great friends with John Kane. Uh, you know, the business manager over there. That means he gets carte blanche on the show, Jada. That, that's right. <laughs> and, and I know uh, Kaner's uh, listening in, so a lot of pressure here. Uh, but <laughs> he's John's the best. We love him and. and so, John, let's t- let's talk about you know we we've we've had a lot of segments uh, throughout the years about that you know our, pre- our apprentice programs in the building trades and and uh, you know really how much we our, our labor unions put into but talk a little bit about the curriculum and the intensity of training uh, that a plumber's local six ninety apprentice experiences when they attend apprentice school. Well, our curriculum is uh, it starts out before they even become an apprentice. We have a two week. Uh, boot camp. It's a basic boot camp to introduce them to uh, how to use tools, and we just don't want to send them out onto a job and they'll, they'd be awestruck. So we give them their OSHA 10. We give them their training and a little bit of safety, how to c- use the tools the correct way. Um, just basic things so they're not like a deer in the headlight or they get hurt, God forbid, being on a construction job. Now, John, you know, you, you, you uh, we talk about, you know, you're a welding instructor, am I correct? Yes, I am. Okay, so um, the, the different types of, you know, uh, skills that they learn and, and the classes that they take, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, what we do is we offer, we offer many, many different facets of, of the whole entire uh, 
plumbing industry. The biggest thing with them is they're going to come in and they may not know nothing. They may come fresh from high school. They don't need to know nothing. We're going to teach them that over the five years. And by the time they come out, they will have a journeyman's license. They will have their backflow certifications. They will know the science behind soldering, brazing, welding. They will know why things work. And that's what we depend on the job for because those guys have to bridge that gap and do a lot of hands-on with those kids. So our, our, um, our curriculum is based on soldering, brazing, welding, laying out, backflow, uh, CAD. There's so many things that these kids are taught nowadays back before I was an apprentice. Now, John, you had said to me earlier that when, uh, so, and, and so it's a five-year program uh, and and uh, how many days a week would it, would, it, would, it, would an apprentice go? So we go to school basically like uh, a regular school session. We go to school from September to the end of June. We give them all for July and August, but they go one day every two weeks. Okay. So when you get into an apprenticeship, you're going to come in and you're going to get a job and you're going to go to work nine days and come to school one day. And you will be paid to learn as you earn as you learn. Now, you, you know, and John Quirk joining us here from the Plumbers uh, Union, uh, Plumbers Local 690. Uh, John, you're an instructor, so you get an opportunity to evaluate uh, the class and those who are uh, involved uh, in the program. How do you define uh, top of the class? Well, things I look for. First off, we have a lot of guys that are very outgoing. And the other thing I look for is guys that stay involved because it's not just a job. It is a lifestyle. It, it, it's a career. You're not just going to be going out there and then be sent away and see you later. We like guys that come. They participate. Uh, they come to the rallies. They come to the picnics. Those are the types of guys that I personally look for. And, you know, I give them guys a lot of credit because, they're missing time from their families to do these types of things, or they can even bring their families with them. But a guy that, you know, he wants it. He doesn't care that he's taking a cut in pay to start a new career. This is something that he wants, and you can see that in a guy. You can see a guy who who wants to learn, who this is what he wants to do. And John, you know, you talked about earlier, um, we got about a couple minutes left in the segment, so about college credits. In other words, when somebody graduates uh, the, the apprentice program at, at one of the pipe trades, um, and that includes the plumbers, uh, the steam fitters, the sprinkler fitters, uh, tell me about the college credits that they accrue. Well, we belong to a, a larger organization called the United Association, which is countrywide, Canada, Australia, and Ireland. And even us as instructors, we, we never stop learning. We go to school once a year out at Washington Tall Community College. So anybody that has graduated from our program after the year 2000 gets 42 college credits towards a bachelor's degree. And I believe Rowan University is one of the universities that participates with our program. So these guys can continue their education to be a project manager, to be an owner, to be an estimator, to be different things besides just a plumber in the field. Well, I'll tell you, and that's one of the things I was going to say. There's so many opportunities when you leave the when when, when you graduate apprentice school. From what I understand, I mean, the the, the, the and, and there's 
and this is a great thing. When, when somebody goes to apprentice school, A, they're not paying out of their own pocket, and the government's not paying. This is paid for 100% by the union. Am I correct? Absolutely. The membership pays for our own education. We spend over a million dollars a year on educating our members. And even being an apprentice, as you're done, your education doesn't stop there. We offer journeyman upgrading. And the good thing about us is we don't deal with third parties. We deal right with the manufacturers. They come to us and they say, hey, this is a new thing we're introducing. And they send us to school to teach the students about everything new. So that's why we are the best of the best because we're on top of everything before it comes out into the field. Now, now real quick, John, um, and that is unbelievable, awesome. I and mean, that gives you about anybody who didn't know what apprentices. How does somebody apply for apprenticeship at Local 690? Two weeks of the year, and it just ended on Friday. But the first two weeks in January, we take applications. All you need is a driver's license, an ID, a high school, um, high school certificate or an equivalency, and a good moral character. And we're willing to talk to you. John Quark joining us here from Plumbers Local uh, 690 uh, on a Saturday night. Uh, enjoy cheering on the Eagles tomorrow night, John. And thanks very much uh, for coming on the program tonight. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Right, you too, John. Thank you. On Saturday night live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. We have just about a minute left uh, in the program. I'm going to give Mike 15 seconds, Joe 15 seconds, Jay Doc 5 seconds, and then I'll close it out. Go ahead, Michael. So bridging the gap for veterans. We're making a difference. We can help the military community find the job, get that door open. See our website at bridgingthegap.vet. And we can help you. All right, good stuff. And we look forward to doing a lot with you, Joe. Yeah, this one does everybody know any employers, uh, uh, being second chance offenders. You know, everybody needs a chance, and just everybody needs a chance. So give everybody a chance. Well uh, said. Good stuff by Joe Robinson. And Jay Duck, I come to you. Our initiative has officially launched here Absolutely. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Absolutely. Can't wait for the next year and, and the future. Uh, you know, the affiliate work initiative. Uh, glad to have uh, Joe and, and Mike on board. All right. All good stuff tonight, and a special thanks uh, to Councilman David O. Uh, as well. That's going to do it on this Saturday night. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT for J Doc, for Glenn, for all of our listening audience tonight on a Saturday night. I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.